Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Getting a diagnosis that someone you know is on the autism spectrum can be a lot to get your head around for families and, of course, for the person themselves. Fiona Churchman and Travis Saunders got the news about their son Patch when he was just a toddler. Now Patch is nine, and in the parenting spectrum, Fiona and Travis explore what autism is and what it's taught them, building up a picture of the things they wish they'd known when Patch first got his diagnosis. Most of the people they speak to on the show have an autism diagnosis themselves, so often overlooked perspectives are kept in the foreground. And although the overall tone's inspiring and positive, Fiona and Travis haven't forgotten the hard times when they felt all alone and at a loss over what to do. Yen, previously Jeanette Perkis, is an autistic advocate and author working in the public service in Canberra. This is what they want parents to think about after their child is first diagnosed. I would like them to have the message that this is something to learn, this is an experience, this is a journey. Don't make any hard and fast decisions now. You will be getting information as a parent of a newly diagnosed child from loads of different places. Um, Sometimes you'll get charlatans selling basically snake oil cures. You'll get autistic people giving you their opinions You'll get other parents, you'll get other people in your life who know very little about autism but think they do. Autistic people are not broken neurotypical people. We're valuable, we're who we are and we're fine as we are and to focus on supporting that child to be them and to be the absolute best them that they can be and that autism is not a curse or a tragedy or a burden, it is a difference. And yes, there are different... I wish I'd really heard this when Patch was two. I've learned there is no time limit on learning. The early intervention window comes and goes and incredible growth still happens. Yeah, absolutely. So I was diagnosed in 1994 when I was 20 and I think I was one of the first adults in Australia to get an Asperger's diagnosis as it was back then. I was actually a prisoner at the time. Basically, I'd ended up with this... uh, very scary, exploitative, dangerous criminal boyfriend and by the time I figured out quite how dangerous he was, I got in way too deep with him and I I felt if I left him he would probably do something really uh, permanent to me. So I was really trapped and I ended up uh, committing crimes with him and, and getting arrested. I was a very broken sort of person. I'd gone through a lot of bullying at school and I really hated myself. I had no self-esteem. So that was the context. And there I was as a prisoner in late 1994. And a, a woman came up and she was a, um, a, a psychologist. And she diagnosed me with this thing called Asperger's. And I didn't know what it meant. I thought it was just a diagnosis of being a nerd. And um, it took me seven years to actually accept it. And the point at which I accepted it was really the point at which I accepted myself. And it was when I was going to university. And I thought, oh, right, yes, that Asperger's thing, that's correct. And what an utter tragedy. I look at people now embracing their, themselves and how wonderful it is. 
and I just think, wow, I wish that had been my experience. But, yeah, I guess, I guess that's that story. Listening to this makes me realise how important our job is when it comes to helping Patch embrace his identity. Words make such a difference. Words matter. We know that. When people say, I'm sorry, when I tell them my son is autistic, it makes me mad. Or way back when I shared Patch's diagnosis with a friend and she asked, how bad is he? It was so hurtful. Jeanette feels really strongly about the debate over whether you are autistic or have autism. I've had people come up to me and tell me I shouldn't say I'm autistic and that I should say I'm a person with autism. Now, if you want to irritate me, that's the way to do it because, firstly, the reason a lot of autistic people use what we call identity-first language, so I am autistic rather than I have autism, is because autism is an integral part of who we are. We can't actually separate it. If you have something, you can put it down and leave it and come back to it later. I can't do that with my autism. Also, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm quite happy to own it. I'm quite happy to be autistic. That's nice. But a lot of people... Autism is a spectrum and there is a shorthand that's developed to describe people. The terms low functioning and high functioning. I find it really hard to hear those terms being used because people then jump to conclusions which are often wrong. The kids who are called high functioning don't get any support because they're high functioning so they don't need it apparently. And the kids who are low functioning apparently don't get any expectation that they can do anything. They're just denied the chance to try anything new or take on a challenge. Patch was probably about four when we started to talk to him about being autistic and being proud of this. But I know a lot of parents struggle with when to tell their child they are on the spectrum tell them why wouldn't you you know it's an attribute it's part of them it's not a shameful secret just tell them I don't think there's a blanket way you can tell a child that every child in exactly the same way I think take your cues from your kid and tailor the the conversation to what they would like if you get pre-teens and teens they're often completely well aware that they're autistic on some level so it's not that hard a conversation because they've probably considered it as a possibility already with younger kids it can almost be easier because you can introduce it as part of their reality before they remember you telling them so it will be in their mind they have always known they're autistic and I I do find that can be quite a, a good thing for kids to know from forever it might feel like you're the first mum or dad to navigate this but you're not so what have other parents figured out that could help families in the days after diagnosis my advice would be to follow your sons follow your daughter um, watch them interact with them and just follow whatever lead they give you and just follow it wholeheartedly a diagnosis of autism transformed my life really. It gave it a compass that it perhaps previously didn't have. It provides uh, a set of values and meaning and emphasis to our family that uh, is really quite profound. You know your child best. Don't let a professional tell you otherwise. And if you're not happy with what the professional tells you, shop around. Don't be afraid to say no and stand up for your child. 
So you just sort of support him in what he needs, and uh, he's, he's, he's a happy, healthy kid now. He's, he's As I say, he's 21, and uh, he's now doing driving lessons. So hopefully within a year or so he'll have his licence. So that'll be a whole new world for him. When we first found out, it was... It just it felt like doom and gloom, and you know what? It's not. He's this amazing kid, regardless of whether he's on the spectrum or not. And if we can give him all the tools that he needs, then he's just, yeah, it's incredible. I love him to bits. I think the most important thing I've learnt in the past seven years has been to always presume competence. I agree. There's a girl in New York, Emma, who has taught me so much about this. When Patch was first diagnosed, I read a blog written by her mum. It was raw and honest and it made me cry and laugh. And now Emma's taken over the blog. I am, um, I'm Emma. And I'm Emma's mom, Ariane. And a lot about Emma reminds me of Patch, especially how she busts the myth that not talking means having nothing to say. I asked Emma how she communicates. Em, can I, should I answer that for you? Yes. Emma is a speaker, but not able to completely answer all questions through spoken language. Uh, it's changing. It's constantly evolving. So the speaking has gotten much, much better. Right, Emma? Yep. You've been really working hard at that. But for the things that can't be said through spoken language, uh, Emma's types. Would you say that's correct, Emma? Yeah. Emma has hyped all of her answers to the questions that you've sent us and uh, has asked that I read them back. Emma, how do you describe being autistic? (laughs) Emma wrote, how do you describe being human? That's just the best answer. Yeah, it really is. People assume Emma's mind doesn't work because her body doesn't obey her mind. And Emma wrote, spoken language by those who find it natural to speak is thought of as of greater importance than any other form of communication. But for those of us who do not fall into that category, there are many ways in which we communicate all the time. It's getting speaking people to become more aware of those ways that is a good goal to have. She has this message for Patch and other children who struggle to express themselves through talking. Keep going and know that we all continue to learn and grow. You are not wrong or broken. Do not let those messages become embedded in your brain. Emma and Ariane sat down over four days to type all those answers. It's so impressive. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Ariane and daughter Emma in The Parenting Spectrum, presented by Travis Saunders and Fiona Churchman, also featuring their son Patch, and that's produced by Jennifer Lenman for ABC Audio Studios. And since that show was made, Jeanette Perkis, who we heard from first in that clip, has changed their name to Yen Perkis. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature... And if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.